Hi, I'm Lori Wright, also known as Not Your Average Grandma. I created this podcast as a place for women in their second half of life to go to to receive inspiration. If you are at a place where you believe your best days are behind you, it is my hope one of these episodes will spark you to think differently and lead you to a new belief that your second half may actually be your best half. I want you to stop seeing your age as a limitation and start seeing it as your superpower. You have years of experience and value that the younger you never had. So it's time to lean into that and use it to fuel your future. No more letting age or circumstances hold you back from the pursuit of a more fulfilling and fun life. The happier we are, the better the world will be. So instead of settling for what you don't want, how about going after what you do want? Listen in and let something you hear prompt you to take the first step in making the rest your best. Hello, hello, hello. Oh my goodness. Just like a technology disaster at the last minute. I apologize. Who's here? (laughs) You don't want to know my problems. Uh, I was all ready, had everything set up in advance, and then I realized my battery was dying on my computer, and I plugged it in with plenty of time to get it a little charged, but there's something, my plug wasn't working, so the charge was continuing to deplete, so fortunately I had a spare computer, and I'm like, so hello, hello, where's everybody? Can you hear me? Can everybody hear me? There's a little bit, there's a 10 second delay on the yes yes you so get it you must hear me then i'm like ah! so i am here i am here i was like so you know what it's like when the headliner comes on and the headliner is like a little late so i just wanted to keep you guys waiting and excited about what's going to happen in this training so welcome welcome um let me get situated i got everything hooked up but I'm using a different computer, and uh, so I I had to find the right cords, and (laughs) but I'm not your average grandma, so I I figured it out. Um, Okay, so I'm going to uh, share my screen in a second. I have a a slide deck, so it's going to have all the training content on the slide deck, and once I share it, I'll be in the corner, so you'll still be able to see me. And you can interact with me in the chat. So, um, so there's people here coming from a web page we have set up who aren't Facebook. Those are the Instagrams, and then we have the Facebook group for the Facebook peeps. Okay, but you have to be in the Facebook group in order to be eligible to win a prize. So I want to make sure that you say hello, say where you're from. Look, at you guys know what to do when you're on live. You're all saying hello from West Virginia, hello from Indiana, hello from California. So yeah, so make sure that you comment so we know you're here in the beginning. And then in the end, I'm going to tell you to do something. I'm going to give you a little instruction. And then, uh, so you, you probably see me looking up and then looking down. So my camera's here, and then I have my slide presentation up there. So it's nice and big for my my old eyes, because you know when we get old, it's hard to, hard to see. Uh, such is life. I'm glad that my you, the people in here can relate. I'm sure you can relate to me, because uh, when you get old, see the I, my contacts aren't even working anymore. So um, so, but I'm gonna get um, my my. Uh, I'm in the Facebook group, so we should we should be able now. If you're um, in 
the Facebook group and you're not seeing me live, then you uh, just like refresh the screen. Just like push it. If you're on your phone, push it down and it'll bounce up and you'll see me. So what happens is you'll still see the live training one photo. And so the live uh, is below that. Just keep scrolling and it should, it should be right there. You'll see me in my checked blue and purple sweater. Okay. All right. I think we're ready to, for me to share my screen and to get going. Okay. So this is going to be a little di different than what I did my dry run with. So bear with me. So I don't think my mouse will work and I'm going to have to do a little bit different. So Laura's here from West Virginia. Hello. Hello. Okay. Who's ready? Who's ready to put their little thinking cap on? and get ready to get some training and get some like aha moments all right so that's what i want you to do uh and i'm gonna what one thing that i want you to do is does everybody know what a hashtag is it's um when you do a pound sign and then a word you do a pound sign and a word so let me show you so on the screen can you see the screen it says pound sign aha Pound sign breakthrough, pound sign mind blown, or pound sign question. So what I, these are great because it allows us, my VA, by the way, if you see not your average grandma, that's my VA, Chris. And so he's helping me. So if there's questions, he helps um, me with um, making sure we flag them. So the questions get answered. And he also, like if somebody asks something um, and, and there's a link or something that needs to be shared, he helps me with that. So say hi to Chris. Uh, but do, if you have an aha, like it's like, oh, oh, you know, do pound sign aha, because we can find those and we can, you know, it's, it, I like searching for them and finding them. Mind blown is when it's like, like, oh my gosh, I never thought of that. Um, and then, yeah, you, uh, another one I like is pound sign truth bomb. <laughs> when I say something, you can say truth bomb. Um, yeah. And breakthrough is just like, oh, oh, wow. So they're just different levels. You can use whichever one you like, use them all in different ways if you want. Uh, and then, but feel free when you ask a question, try to remember to do pound sign question because it allows us to easily go back and find them when the, when the training is done. Okay. All right, so, and I'm going to try to find my, I can't even find the live, why can't I find it now? Hold on, so I want to make sure I see your questions come through. Okay, I Fred, Fred's here. Okay, I'm going to share my screen, and then I'm going to make sure that uh, you all can see it. Hmm. Not doing the one that I want. Interesting. Okay. Chrome tab. Okay, here we go. Okay, you guys see that? Good, good. So you should see a big screen of me there. And I'm going to go into a slideshow mode. So this is what you should see me with my arms outstretched. I see it. It's good. You ready to go? Let's do this thing. All right. 
So I'm gonna go over a quick housekeeping slide on how this training is gonna work. So there is gonna be three trainings. Uh, so the, you know, just, there was a welcome video. If you missed the welcome video, I'm just gonna go over this real quickly. Tonight, tomorrow, and uh, Thursday, we're, we have three trainings. Uh, if you if you miss one, try to watch the replay of the one previous because they kind of build on each other. Um, and so I say 60 to 90 minutes, um, you know, there's questions, we have a drawing. Um, also replays will be available until Friday, the 10th of February. So, and we also have a hub, we call it a hub training page. It's uh, notyouraveragegrandma.com slash awaken. And I only tell you that if you can't get into the Facebook group, but um, if you're in the Facebook group, always go in there to watch the replays because that's, you can, you know, it kind of replicates the live experience if you're watching the replay so you can interact. And so um, the replays will be available. I set a deadline to make you guys get in here and get it done because uh, deadlines work. I want you to have this training. If you signed up for it, means that you you need it, right? Uh, and then we reward people for coming to live sessions. We'll have a live drawing at the end of each of them. There's also homework or a training assignment. And so there's three, one to match each training. And those links will be given to you after each training. I don't hand them out beforehand because I don't want any confusion. And the homework assignments, you don't have to attend live. You do the homework assignment, you can be eligible for a drawing. Those drawings are on next Thursday evening, the 9th of February. You have to finish the train assignment before Thursday. That has to be done Wednesday, um, midnight, all right? I also wanna mention there's a workbook. Um, the workbook is uh, in the guides section. So I explained uh, what you know the guide section is in one of the videos I posted. So just go to guides, the welcome video is there, the calendars video and the workbook is there, okay? There's also gonna be a final quiz at the end. Um, the link for that will be given to you after all of the trainings are done. So if you do all of the training assignments and the quiz, you are eligible for the grand prize. So I give away, a, a, um, I'm gonna even give away a Kindle uh, for uh, some lucky winter, winner at the end. So the other thing that I want to do to make sure that you are doing this is that, and this is um, in the workbook. The workbook is really kind of more of a for fun, like if you like to, to study, if you like to take notes, um, if you like to document what you learn in, in this training, um, it's, it's better than just having a blank notebook. So the first page is setting your intention. And that's basically what you want this training. It's like what you want out of this training. You're putting it out into the universe, right? It's like, universe, I'm here and I'm taking this training and I want you to um, help me get this result. You know, it's, it's just like when your brain, when you, you align your brain with your desire and your intention, it helps seek those things out for you, okay? Um, and so, okay, so that is that. Um, and what else? Um, let's see. Oh, if you have any, like, if you're having, this is more for, like, if you're having technical issues, send an email to at admin at notyouraveragegrandma.com. I want all questions about the training content to come through into the Facebook group, okay? Uh, or if you're, I guess if you're not in Facebook and you're pressing question, you can send an email. 
but if you're in the Facebook group, ask the question in there because it helps other people because they probably have the same question. Okay. All right. I think that's it. Oh, and I would love to know for anybody uh, if this is your first time in one of my trainings, type a zero. And if 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 the if you've been in a training before, you can put the number of how many. I know some people come back a lot. Um, but if you know if you've uh, been in uh, trainings before, anything but a zero. Okay. So I'd love to hear that uh, because I'd love to hear who's been here before. Where are my returning people? Okay, so let's get to the training now. Okay, I want to begin with a question. Have you un ever wondered, I'm going to read this verbatim, have you ever wondered why some are able to find and live from a place of deep passion, purpose, and purpose with seemingly boundless energy and enthusiasm about life, no matter their age. And then why are there others who feel unmotivated and passionless about their life, unable to figure out what it is that will fill their cup and give them the day-to-day -day satisfaction they crave, and sadly may even think is not possible for them? You're about to learn the real reasons why. So what we're gonna do in this three-part training series is I'm gonna give you what you signed up for, right? So you're gonna learn the exact reasons you feel meh. And I, so many of you understood what that meant. I was like, I don't know if I should use this because will they know what this means? You know, meh is an emoji. And, and meh, I don't know if you saw the emoji movie, but meh was in the emoji movie. Uh, if you have grandkids, maybe you saw it, but it's, it's basically a way to describe just like this feeling of just, you know, mediocre. And um, so why you feel meh and maybe why you feel guilty for wanting more. Uh, I find that in a lot of people that I meet and students to my program, how, how, you know, I just feel guilty because I should be happy. And so you're going to find out why you feel that way and how to change those undesired feelings. Uh, and then the two obstacles that are blocking you from finding a deeper purpose, we're going to get into that tomorrow. And then the number one secret that will spark your soul and set you up for the fun-filled, I like to say, adventure uh, that is ahead, that is your future, that is yet to unfold, and it's been unavailable to you until now. So you're going to get clarity on what makes you feel the way you do and why have you not been able to figure it out on your own. That was me. So I am here giving you this training because of what I figured out. And so but by the time we finish, you will have this newfound awareness that will help you, what I like to say, write your ship going forward because you're kind of lost at sea now. I imagine if that's why you're here, you're, you're lost at sea floating around with no anchor and no sails to move you in the right direction. And so that's why you'll quickly see that this is not one of those, another fluffy, I call them fluffy, time-wasting free workshops where you don't learn anything before they try to sell you something. And I don't know, there's a lot of those internet people and, and I, it's like a bait and switch and it bothers me. So I want you to know I value your time. I'm glad that you you're taking it, you are committed, you're among the few who signed up for this and are gonna actually show up. So 
So yay, that is amazing. I recognize that. But I am here to give you lots of jam-packed value uh, and help you understand what's wrong and how to fix it, all right? So I also want to mention that there is an opportunity once the uh, training's over, and I like to mention this up front, uh, because I often uh, find that when I finish the workshop, there's an interest by some to go even deeper in this work. So yes, there'll be an opportunity to work with me to speed up the purpose-finding process even faster after this training is over. Uh, once you discover I have an actual formula uh, for the, that's one I used, uh, and that's uh, why I created it and created a program around it, but for the pursuit of purpose, if you're really serious about finding it, uh, you're going to want to take probably the necessary time to do it right. Uh, so let's not waste any more valuable time talking about anything but the content at hand uh, that you signed up for. So if you've been struggling with zero passion and you feel that your best days are behind you, I want you to get ready because you're about to discover that your best days are yet to unfold. So I would love to know in the comments when you hear that your best days are yet to unfold, what was the first thing that came to mind when you heard that? Do you think it's possible your best days are yet to unfold? What's, where, where's your, where's your, where do your thoughts go? All right. So I created this training for a few reasons. Number one, to help women stop spending their life in mediocrity, right? Simply going through the motions. I hear that. I'm going through the motion. For me, it was a hamster wheel. The motion very fast and furious, um, but just not present at all in my life and not recognizing uh, that there was a problem, just kind of suppressing everything, um, but not doing the things that light them up. And I think everybody understands what light me up means, uh, but working on things that actually exhaust them. You know, these, these people are feeling tired uh, without passion and purpose. However, they don't recognize that purpose is missing uh, or that's what the problem is. Um, but uh, feeling tired without passion and purpose is not what you came here for. That's not what God, the universe, whatever you believe in, that's not what they brought you here for. That's not the agreement that you signed before coming here. Um, and so stop feeling guilty for that, number one. You are supposed to feel more alive. You're not supposed to feel meh. It's your birthright. So, um, and our humanness gets in the way, honestly. So we lose, we lose connection to our soul and get into that more. But um, it's to help women who haven't connected the dots. I'm going to help you connect the dots as to why you are feeling so blah. And uh, that, you know, to, to really understand why purpose is the problem. And in fact, I'm titling this training one, the purpose problem. Okay. But your empty cup uh, is empty because you have a lack of meaningful activity in your life. It's not things, 
its activity. Uh, and I'll explain more in a minute about that. But I want to also help women who have given up. Many have given up on finding purpose when they get to this age. And just so you know, I'm going to be 64 in two weeks. So many women, uh, they get to midlife and they haven't found a purpose. So they believe that they had a purpose, they would have found it by now, or if they found it, that it's too late to do anything about it. So I'm curious if either of these thoughts have crossed your mind because they did for me many, many times. So I was in that mindset there. Um, so, but I am here to tell you that everyone has a purpose, even you. And it's inside of us just waiting to be unlocked. So I hope that's exciting to you. So I want you to be really excited. So it's, you know, it's just like Christmas Eve. Think of a Christmas Eve, if, uh, you know, uh, whatever the, the, the day before the, the most exciting day, like your birthday Eve or whatever. It's like, you know, it's a present waiting to be opened. So you're in the right place if, and I, I always do this slide because I want you to write, this slide should resonate with you. If you don't feel like these things match up with where you are, then you don't need to continue with the training. That's kind of why I do this. So um, number one, you're tired of having no passion or joy in your day-to-day to-dos, and you feel like life is passing you by. You're kind of like the, you know, wondering, you know, what if? There's got to be more. You're ready to do a little soul searching about how you got here and why you feel this way. Like something's missing. Uh, and so I'm actually going to uh, share a, a shocking statistic about how many people wonder this very thing to show that you're kind of normal if you think that and you're not, you know, where you need to be in the purpose, purpose game. Let's say that. Um, and you're beginning to realize that nothing is going to change until you do something different. So one of my favorite quotes is, what got you here won't get you there. So and I think about that, like if I'm doing something and I'm not getting the result I want, I'm like, well, how many times have I done this? Let me think about how I could do something differently and maybe, maybe that's the problem. I'm not changing uh, my way of thinking uh, as to how I can get that result. And so you gotta switch up, you gotta change. And because you're here in this never before delivered training, this is brand new free training I'm doing, then I know, I know you're ready to do this. And so yay for you for doing something different than you've done before. Uh, great first step, I, I, I must say. So, and um, you're in the right place if you're ready, listen, participate, and listen, listen closely with an open mind and an open heart curiosity, and a commitment to finish, and without any judgment. So we're in a safe place, and so I just want you to know I believe in you and the possibilities that lie within you more than you believe in yourself. And so I want you to be judgment-free for just three nights. Um, and I want you to, uh, yeah, be here open. The best learners are open and curious and they finish what they start. 
And so if that doesn't describe you and you're like, eh, you know, and you're already thinking, you know, having all these judgy things going on and it's, it's shutting you off. It's closing off that mind that needs to be exposed to this information. So I don't, you waste your time. If you, these things resonate, then you're definitely in the right place. Okay. All right. So the first thing and the most important thing that I want you to know as we get started is you are not the problem. There is a problem, but it's not you. You are fine. You might not feel fine, but you are fine. You, you know, you, you, you are human. And so you, you are just not seeing and that's why tomorrow's training is calling making the uh, invisible visible. So you're fine. You just need a little help. All right. So you're just not able to interpret and solve the problem on your own. That was me. So and I, I totally can relate to where you are at the moment. So you're feeling this way uh, or you are feeling this way for a reason. Uh, and although it's, it's not any fun, I know the feelings are not fun. A lot of you who did the warm up exercise where I asked you to think of a time in your life where you were your least happy, that's hard. It's hard to dig back into those like times where you didn't feel good, but I want you to know that is your soul letting you know there's a problem. That's times in your life when you're misaligned with what you should be doing. Now, granted, we, we do have... Horrible things happen to us. I, people have lost their children and all that. But I'm talking about the activity that you're doing, the work that you were doing that didn't light you up, you know? And so, like, check into that. And, and your soul's trying to guide you out of there. And those feelings are there for a reason. <clears throat> so the problem is that you're not living the life you're meant to live. Messages are trying to come through from your soul, but your soul can't speak words. Like it's not in the 3D world. It's not like human form. And so you're getting these, these um, the messages in the form of feelings. And so start to tap in and notice how you're feeling. That's the first step. That's what I was trying to get you to do in the warm-up exercises. If you didn't do the warm-up exercises, that's okay. Um, and if you're on the website, you didn't, you didn't get those. But um, basically the, they were, you know, the first exercise was, Identify a time in your life when you're your happiest, your most lit up, and how'd that feel? Um, the second one was the opposite, the time in your life when you didn't feel good. Um, and then the third one is, is um, you know, what are your skills? You know, what are the skills that you think that, um, and the gifts that you think, you know, that uh, you can give to the world? You know, things that, like, potentially could light you up. But it might not be your skills, and we'll get to that. So just, just hold that thought. So if you're wondering what those warm-up exercises were, um, and it was just essentially for people who were waiting for the training and to ha start getting warmed up. Um, so anyways, yes. Uh, so start to become aware of your feelings and how certain situations make you feel certain ways. Start to tune in. That's being awakened. Being awakened to your feelings, being aware of them, right? So, um, so more specifically... You are not living from your unique place of purpose. So we all have 
we come here very much an individual. We have certain personality traits, we have strengths, and then along the way we build skills, we develop wisdom. Uh, and I think that we are at the age of the most luckiest people because we have so much wisdom to give. And if you're here, you might not see that wisdom right now, but you have it. And I can help expose that to you. Um, the wisdom that I had, I had no idea, no idea. Um, and so I tuned into what lit me up and then I developed more of that wisdom. But once I realized that, that I was misconstruing something that I didn't think it was wisdom, I just thought, oh, I'm good with people. I like to talk to people. Well, that's a gift, you know? And so the purpose you were brought here for um, and the purpose that only you can fulfill in your own special way. So, you know, you, you, whether you can see them or not, you have gifts. And then you have all this like life learning experience. It's unique. Not even your sibling can offer what you offer because siblings, they were born from the same parents, but they, they probably have different personality, uh, person, different personality traits. Um, I know my two daughters do. Uh, and definitely different lived experiences. Just because you lived in the same house doesn't mean you have this very different lived experience, even identical twins, right? And so I want, these are the things that I kind of want you to know up front. You are not the problem, but there is a purpose problem, okay? So empty equal empty feelings. So if you felt um, a great purpose in being a mom, so this was me, I'm not saying this is everyone because some people were moms and you know that they didn't feel necessarily that was their purpose. Um, but if you relate empty nest to feeling empty, then you probably loved being a mom. I worked full time, but my, mom was my, my favorite job. I would run over from work to, to be a mom. Um, I loved it. And so involved in a lot of, lot of their lives with you know sports activities and such. Um, so if you felt great purpose in being a mom and now your kids are gone and it could be that your kids, some people say my kids live at home. Well, when kids grow up unless they have needs, um, and a disability of some sort, uh, then you, you, they kind of don't need you as much anymore. So that's kind of like, if they don't need you, your kind of purpose is not really the same. And so it's really no surprise uh, if you feel a big void, if you love that, because your role as mom has changed. So you really kind of did lose your purpose, even if they're still underfoot, but they're adults, right? So again, I can relate because one minute my house was filled and very lively and all the things of raising kids that lit me up. And the next it was like some flash fire went through, wiped everything out. Like the rooms were empty. Uh, every bit of happiness that filled my house was gone. And so that, that made me so sad. Um, we have empty houses and we have empty cups with no idea how to make that empty feeling go away. No wonder they call it an empty nest, right? Because <laughs> it leaves us empty inside. And then what happens is we try and fill our cup, and maybe you can relate to this, we try to fill our cup with things that don't have meaning to us. So it's like there's a hole in our cup, right? It's like, oh, uh, wh why, why doesn't my, my cup stay full? You know, there's, it's like a hole. We look in and it's empty again. 
our thirst for fulfillment in our life is never quenched. And what happens with a lot of us is because we're nurturers at heart, because we're moms, we like to nurture our children, right? Nurture our, you know, family members, our, even nurture our friends, right? We're busy filling other people's cups, but when we do that, we fail to nurture ourselves. So, so is anybody kind of like relating to this where they feel like, oh my gosh, I am like emptying my cup all day, every day. No wonder I feel empty. So let me ask you this. Is your to-do list meaningful to you? When you look at your to-do list, do the things on it have purpose that have real meaning to you? And real great, great question to ask yourself is, if you, the job you're doing didn't give you a paycheck, would you still do it? And I'm not suggesting, oh my God, you gotta quit your job, you gotta do, oh, change everything. No, the first step is an awakening to, oh my, my goodness, you know, Maybe there's something else. Just consider if you would do that all day, every day, Monday through Friday. That's why, you know, I, I used to say I, I started dreading Monday on, on Sunday evening. I couldn't even enjoy Sunday evening because I didn't like my job that I went to on Monday. Do you really want to spend the whole week counting down the days? And if your mind is going to, that's not possible. Just check in with that because we're gonna get to that tomorrow. We're gonna, we're gonna deal with that tomorrow, okay? So I, are you doing it because you said you'd do it? Because you're being forced to do it, paycheck? Or because someone it asked you to do it? So in other words, like, is, is, is a, there an expectation from a parent that you'd go to medical school or that you do something that they wanted to do, work the family business. Somebody in the group said she was miserable because she was forced to work in the family business. And, and that's what happens, parents do that. And they, their, their purpose is not our purpose. It's not in the genes, <laughs> it's not. So, um, so, I, so the purpose is the antidote, but beware, okay? The let me, let me say this first. If you want to find passion, find purpose. When people say, oh, passion, usually the first thing that they, they think, they don't think of purpose as passion. That was me. I was like, I want to, I'm not passionate anymore. I need to find a new love, right? Um, but purposeful living makes for a passion-filled life. And you often don't realize that until you get there. And I just want to say, I, I love that you're commenting. I, I, I'm seeing, I, unfortunately, my phone, um, the, the comments aren't rolling. I have to refresh it. Um, but I will go back through the comments. And Chris is saving questions for me that I can address at the end. So I, I just want to, I'm, I'm in it and I want to roll with it. And so don't think I'm ignoring you. I'll go back uh, and we'll, I'll get to your questions, okay? All right. So um, where was I? Okay. So don't make this mistake, looking outside yourself to solve the passion prob problem. So 
Did you ever hear this? I think it was a song, Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places. Was that Urban Cowboy? I loved that movie. Looking for love in all the wrong You don't want to hear me sing. But what I'm saying here is that we're looking for purpose in all the wrong places. And, and that is, yeah. Uh, that so purpose will give you will give you passion, um, and so uh, you have to be aware of like if you want passion, it, it doesn't come from it, it, the long, long term. Long term external sources of passion are usually temporary, and they don't last a long time. So like you remember the honeymoon's over that phrase, so. Yeah, it's good for a while. And then you get back to every day, you know, you pass each other in the kitchen uh, and and you're and you're back to square one where you, you don't feel passionate. I mean, you, you still love your I'm not saying you don't love your your partner. Uh, you still love your partner. But that like intense passion that that that, that lit that flame, it's it's like it's gone. And maybe you can get that back when you go on a romantic holiday for a week, but um, you, you want to look, it's got to be internal. You got to, got to be internal. And what happens when it's external, like my mom, who my dad is her everything and he died. And I say, my mom is still alive and she's in, in uh, invalid in assisted living. She had no reason to live after he died. She basically shut the door. She had chill. She had children, grandchildren, and now great-grandchildren, and she doesn't, she doesn't even care. And so he died, she was very vital, very alive, very active, and she just basically stopped living. And so when you have her external source of passion and purpose was my dad. And so when it was like, he, they, were, they were part of each other, and it's great to have a love like that. It is so great to have a love like this. But but what happens when it's external and that that other thing goes away? Then then essentially, it, you're everything's gone. Everything's gone. And I know some of you have lost spouses because you talked about that. But I want you to fight for an inter, internal passion that you can find and be happy with. Not that you won't miss your spouse, but you can find something that'll be sustainable. That's internal. So, and again, examples are finding a new love, becoming a grandmother, moving to a new town. You know, all excitement. Like this is this will change everything. Now my life's all together because I'm moving to a new town. Well, then you get in the new town and you get into a routine. Getting promoted. That that will that fixed me sometimes. Woo! I'd have this big high after I got promoted, and then like four months later, I'd be like. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so you certainly don't want to waste time trying all these things that won't last. Do you? I hope not. Okay. So <clears throat> I'm not here to tell you what your passions and your purpose are. No one tell you what they are. No one knows but you. And so it's going to be your job to find that out, whatever, um, you know, no one knows what lights you up more than you do. And you might not know now, but you know that it's missing. So that's step one, awakening one. And then it's like, okay, now, you know, there's things that you can do, but 
there's there's still bonk, so we'll get to that. Um, but I want you to know, don't listen to anybody else. Only you know, okay? So, and I'll never tell grandma that her grandchildren can't be her full-time passion, but I just want you to know that grandchildren are an external source. So if you get lit up by your grandchildren uh, and you, do, you know, maybe you're, you're, you're a full-time nanny and you love it for your, for your adult children, great. But it's the activity you're doing. It's the activity. And, and you probably love working with kids. You probably love seeing little minds light up. Um, and so I just want you, but, but again, you know, I'm not here to tell you what your purpose is. I'm here to guide you to the light, to what lights you up. And if that lights you up, then amazing. But be careful, beware. If it's an external source, know that you can lose it. That's what I, all I'm trying to say. So ask yourself, are your children and grandchildren really your entire life's purpose? And are they what you came here to do using all of your gifts, wisdom, and lived experiences? I think, you know, my children were part of my purpose, uh, but I think it was just, you know, in the scheme of a, a larger purpose. Um, and so don't let um, that be the default because you don't think there are, if, if you, like some people, I think they're just like, well, that's my only option. Don't let that be the default because you don't think there's other options. And don't let your children decide that for you. Don't fall into the babysitter habit if you don't enjoy it. Your kids, believe it or not, want you to be happy. <laughs> so I know they want a babysitter, but ultimately you have to be the role model to them of what living your best life looks like. And if you're not living your best life, then you're not a good role model to your kids. Point blank, right? You would not want your kids to be living a mediocre life, I bet. So why are you allowing yourself to be like that? So... I'm fighting for you. Um, so purpose comes from an internal source, not an external one. And this might be in the homework assignment. Um, so hopefully you, does everybody get that? Just make sure. All right, the other thing is another mistake. Some people make a mistake that purpose is an external source. Some people make the mistake that purpose is a destination. And when I, like, I get these downloads sometimes when I find that, and, and you'll find this when you start to living your purpose, is that you start to get these, like, ideas. And it's like they come down. It's like, I know that was delivered by my higher self because I'm connected now, right? I used to say, I am not creative. I don't have a creative bone in my body. I used to say that. Well, when you tell yourself something, you, it's usually true, right? So when I started being open to, like, oh, let me listen, I, I started, you know, realizing that there was actually something out there that was trying to guide me. So I started listening more and being less busy about, uh, uh, you know, so this came to me, this came to me as a download from the universe. Purpose is a verb. It's not a noun. It's a verb. So living from a place of purpose is 
in the doing. It's in the doing. It's not in the noun, which is the place that you eventually end up. Because honestly, the place we eventually end up is dead. <laughs> you know, we die. The, the, the purpose is in the journey and in the doing of the thing. Um, so I, I had this like huge aha moment that purpose is a verb. And we, we, we and, and I, I only say this because I was so stuck on this, like, oh, it's there. And once I get to it, oh, you know, and then you think it's so far away. You're like, oh, that's a trip I don't want to take. <laughs> so, um, but once you get in the car and you're driving there, oh, it's great. So does that make sense? Does that like, can you see now that like it's, it's the doing, not the, the destination? And so I did not have a clue. Um, I didn't know my passion problem was really a purpose problem, as I said. So I was what I call purpose oblivious. And I'm going to share um, at the end of this training what the six different pers purpose personalities are. And I'm very excited about these because they're new. Um, I came up with them, again, a download. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Because when my students come into the program, they are different places um, with different, like, kind of purpose personalities. And so um, just know that some people know about purpose and go seeking it. And some, like me, are totally like clueless and stumble into it out of luck, or I believe for me, it was divine intervention. Uh, so, and I think, you know, you have to be willing as well. So divine intervention combined with, I was so sick and tired of being mediocre that I finally was like, okay, you know? And so, um, so we'll talk about the six pur purpose personalities and I'll want you to like, see which one you think you are. Um, but my feelings of passionless came to a breaking point at age 47. So this is when my, uh, this is when I, I realized I had a passion problem at 47. So when my youngest daughter graduated from college, so like the kids were out of the house and that's when I felt the deepest, deepest void in my life. Cause you know, when they're in college, you're still coming back. Um, but I had a full-time job that kept me busy. So what I now know was happening inside my head was that busy, busy, busy let was suppressed my sadness, suppressed my feelings of mediocre. And I would just like became this workaholic that was lost in my computer. And so, and it became, I got to the point at 47 when I was like, I am more scared of living my, the rest of my life like this than of taking the risk of like the unknown. And, and doing something, turning my life upside down and trying to figure it out. But it was a long journey from the point before I stumbled in. So like I said, I ended up, fall, I, I got a divorce, fell, fell in love with actually my old boyfriend. That's a whole other story. But anyways, from college. And so got married, moved to a new town, did all the things. And then guess what? Just like I said before, woke up and it was like, oh my gosh, I'm still missing something. Something, I, I do not like what I do every day. No matter, 
if I'm happily married, no matter if I'm like in this new exciting town that I love. It was like getting up in the morning was drudgery. And so, you know, I, I spent my time busying my mind. So I basically suppressed it and I didn't get any signs because I wasn't listening for the sign signs. So I like to say busy was my drug of choice. So, and it is workaholism is an addiction. And if you are a workaholic and you are busy, 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 you are cutting yourself off from any message from your soul. And I'll just say that up front. It's very, very hard to hear anything or get any guidance when you're busy. So busy is doing, like I said, you know, it's like, oh, I'm doing something. Um, but it's mindless usually doing. And, um, and purpose is doing, but intentional and aligned with your soul. Because when it's aligned with your soul, you're happy, you're joyful. It, it feels amazing. And so that's what we want to tune into. How busy are you? Some, some of you aren't busy enough, but you don't know how to tune into the frequency. And so we'll talk about that, okay? So I lived this way for quite some time, like I said, through a divorce and getting remarried and thinking that would solve my passion problem, but the honeymoon eventually ends. So you just have another temporary fix. Like it's not long-term, it's not sustainable, right? Um, and so we end up back in the same place, feeling unmotivated, passionless, and wanting more from life. All right, so my meandering method. So I'm gonna a little share my kind of uh, my meandering method. So my meandering method, by the way, is not the approach you want to take. So uh, because honestly, it was 13 years from the time that I recognized I was passionless to the time that I finally was okay. I know what it is absolutely. I'm on it. I'm doing it. I'm like, no matter what, I'm never giving up. So that was kind of like 13 years. Um, and so I began having like various thoughts. So this was like in my mid fifties. Um, so I'm silly, some crazy, which I now believe was my soul trying to get my attention. Uh, actually some of those silly, crazy thoughts happened when I was younger, but I ignored them. Uh, but I, I trying to get my attention to trying to make me realize that, um, what I was doing was not what I came here to do, but it was something that I was good at. Um, so in other words, I was doing a job that I was good at and had skills in and was paying my bills, but it didn't make me happy. And that's the sign of all is the, the feeling that you have in the doing. All right. So remember what I said about feelings? So that you got to know, you got to really recognize, um, we tend to suppress our feelings. And so um, don't do that. Feel them, feel them and start to pay attention to when you're feeling them, right? When you're feeling the lows, when you're feeling the highs. So how does the work or activity you do every day make you feel? So I'd love for, you know, if you have, you know, and, and, and let me say this. It's work or activity. So if you're retired, it's activity. If you're working, 
you know, it's, it's, it's the work activity, right? So I, and I kind of asked this in the warm up question, but like, this is like right now, right now, right this very minute. Um, and if what you're doing every day is not giving you joy, then it's not your purpose. It's not what you can do. Pound sign truth bomb. So I had thoughts of going back to school and becoming a therapist. Uh, and that was probably when I was like uh, 53, 54, maybe. Um, so that's after the honeymoon period you know, went away. And I was back to like square one. I was like, huh, you know, realizing that there was still something wrong. But I talked myself out of that ridiculous idea. That's what I told myself. Because I was the breadwinner. And I'll share uh, tomorrow and the next day about why this happens. Um, but um, I will tell you, a th becoming a therapist, I now know was a desire of my heart. And the, your desires of your heart usually resurface. They don't ever completely go away. We suppress them because we get busy. Um, or we're busy filling other people's cups, but our desires of the heart are there and they, they do try to um, bubble up, um, but we block them. And so, okay, and then it happened. So I got an opportunity to do something that excited me. It just dropped in my lap. So that's why I say is divine intervention. <clears throat> so, and this is what happens when the universe is listening. So that's why we have to be very, our mind ha has to be clear about what we want. And, and it's not like, you can't be like, I, ha I hate my life. I don't like this. Um, you have to be like, you know, I want something different. You have to start thinking of ideas, even if they're ideas you rule out, be open to receiving. And so the universe is listening and you start to dial into the frequency, even though you're, you're, you're still like, it's still staticky. Um, but I honestly believe now all the things I've known, uh, learned along the way, um, about the universal laws and such and law of attraction in particular is that it hears your thoughts and desires, even if they're unclear and it, and it answers. And so this thing dropped into my lap. I'd been thinking, I don't want to go back to school. Mm -mm. I really would love to be a therapist, but oh my gosh, I, I, I just, I, I really want something else in my life. So one was presented. Now, the funny thing is, and it's kind of crazy, is that it's not often what we think it will be. And sometimes we resist it because it's like you expect, you know, uh, you know, just like you thought you asked for this for your birthday and it, and it shouldn't have been in a blue box. And you even told your husband very clearly that I want that thing. We used to, he used to give me jewelry and it always came from this place that was in this blue box wrapped in this blue. So then it's like, oh no, it's, it's like a, it's, it's a really, it, it, it's a brown box and it's, um, doesn't look at all like the, the size of the box that I'd want. So, you know, we're like, eh, you know, I don't, eh. and so it, it doesn't come wrapped the way we thought it would. And so we're like, mm, push back but it's what we need at the time. And it's often the first step in the right direction, off the stepping stone to the right thing. And we never know how that will come to us, all right? 
So it's not always what we think. So that's when we get in our head and push back. So, and I'm not going to go into the whole backstory, but basically um, I, I did a whole podcast episode on it, but the gist is that I was very anti-network marketing. And so the opportunity was a network. It was like being a coach and it was a network marketing thing. But my, my daughter was asking me to do this with her. And I wanted my daughter to be happy as moms do. And so I begrudgingly was like, okay, whatever. And I needed to lose some weight. So I was like, okay, I, I, whatever you need me to do, I'll do, right? And so, but I was very, I, I even told her eh, 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 at first, I was very much pushing back. But I warmed up to the idea because, you know, then there was a discount involved, right? So I became an online health coach, not a therapist. <laughs> no, it was a lot cheaper. Uh, it came with its own health transformation. Uh, so yeah, it, it I didn't cost me $30,000 a year in school. And I didn't have to go and sit in class, which I never liked anyways. And so, yeah, and I didn't have to start from the very bottom. You know, I had this health transformation and then I could help people with, you know, doing what I did. I it was great. And I was so resistant to it, right? But I got in the best shape of my life at age 55. And I discovered I could help women similar in age to me through experience I had just gone through myself. So here I was, I got to do something that lit me up. And I got to use an experience I had just gained. It wasn't an experience I had before. It was just something I learned. So it was like this package delivered to me, I think, from the universe to expose me to what was possible for me. So once I go, got over the network marketing aspect of it, which I still never liked, <laughs> not doing it anymore. But, and I'm not saying, you know, it's great for some people. Um, I learned a lot in the process. Let me put it that way. Um, but I will say never say never, right? Um, but I loved it and it lit me up. It like lit me on fire. I am not your average grandma because of that opportunity I had. Um, and so because of that transformation, that health transformation I had, but unbeknownst to me at the time, it was the beginning of finding my purpose and reason for being here. Uh, I began to find meaning and joy in my everyday doing even if it's just like a part-time thing, I was working a full-time job and I did that on the side and it was enough to, to, you know, make, make me happy and feel joy again. And, and it was internal. It wasn't external. Amazing. Right. And it was a stepping stone to becoming a life coach because once I started helping people, with their health and fitness, I was like, Oh my gosh, I want to get into here because there's a lot going on here. Uh, and I didn't have that experience either, but I had an interest in it and it lit me up, the idea. And it led me to, to being a life coach and creating the second half spark school, which I did. It was four years ago when well, I, right before I turned 60. So, and I'm still on this journey, ever evolving journey learning new things and it's great. So I just wanted to give you my backstory because totally like I started thinking about what I wanted uh, instead of focused on what, how miserable I was. And so I, I, that is, is something 
to awaken to, right? So I discovered that the, the real truth and the simple truth is living from your purpose is the fastest way to find a meaning and your happiness life. So if you want to be happy in your everyday and, and truly like sustain that happiness for the rest of your life, you got to live from a place of purpose. And yes, although I've moved on from health coaching to life coaching and now focus solely on helping women over 50 find purpose, it, the pro, it made me find my own purpose. Uh, and so the activity that lights me up and it was inside of me all along because like I think I mentioned this, maybe it was in my dry run that I did, is that like my kids were my first coaching clients. And they turned out pretty good. And I wasn't even a skilled coach. So, yeah. And so, um, well, I guess I should ask them. If, uh, but I think they turned out pretty well. And they're great parents. So I think that, that is a, a message in itself. Um, but I realized my purpose in coming here was to be a coach. And, yeah, maybe a little late in life, a little late bloomer. But, heck, you know. I'll show you a couple examples of late bloomers and you'll start to believe it's possible. Um, but we are here to be fulfilled and have our lives mean something. We are not here simply to survive. And that's what most of us are doing. And we're here to thrive. And by thriving, guess what? The world becomes a better place. Can you imagine if everybody who signed up for this training left here at the end of three days with an intention to thrive and, and then was just like started to take steps to thrive? Imagine the power of that and the ripple effect that and uh, the family members and the friends and the, the effect that that would have. That is what happens when you start to live from a place of purpose and, and begin to thrive in your day-to-day. -day. All right, so, so I came up again, this was a, a little bit of a download. I was like, you know, visuals help, but there's two key components to happiness um, at, that I've found and discovered. And so I'm gonna walk through those. So there's interest, right? Um, and the problem, the main problem is that we misconstrue, and I just did a podcast episode on this, we misconstrue skills with interests, all right? But they aren't the same thing. You can develop a skill because you're interested in something, also have a skill you're not interested in. It's kind of like, you know, when I went to school and my mom said, oh, you, I want to be a social worker. You won't make any money, you know, do the, so I ended up doing something because it, it's what she did, but it wasn't what I, I wasn't that interested in it, but I developed a little bit of a skill in it, you know, teaching. Um, so anyways, uh, so just because we're good at something doesn't mean we love it or that it lights us up. So I always want, what I want you to be awakened to is, and that's one of the reasons I asked in the warm up what your skills, you know, like what your skills are, because in reality, your skills don't necessarily, uh, your skills a purpose don't make, you know, they, they really don't. And so we think we have to base our, our, our purpose on our skills. Um, 
but no, it have to, we have to be interested in it. So, um, yeah. And so I think one of the things that held me back, honestly, from being a coach for so long is that I kept thinking, I don't have, I don't know enough. Then that's a lot of sometimes what we, we talk ourselves out of things because I don't know enough. I'm not expert enough. Uh, and so because I didn't have the training, I was like, oh, I can't do that. So, the, so kind of the coach in a box, you know, with the network marketing was something easy. And there were like, you know, programs. And so I was kind of like more like the cheerleader kind of coach, not like I didn't have to have all the expertise. Um, but I was so interested in it. And so if you're interested in it, you can develop the skill. You don't, it doesn't matter how old you are. How many people have, have seen people who are like in their 80s going back to school and learning something new, all right? So interest is, um, and, the, and the, 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 I think it's the, is that the Y? <laughs> the Y axis? It's been a long time since I've had math. But the, when your interest goes up or you're interested in what you're doing, the, the happier you become. So that's, that's number one. Number two, the more that meaning is involved in it, the why you're doing it. Now, <clears throat> again, if it has meaning to somebody else, if it's meaning to your parents, if it has meaning to your friends, if it has meaning to your husband, your spouse, your partner, it doesn't matter. It has to have meaning to you. It has to be aligned with, with the values. Your, you know, you, Everybody has their set of values that like are intrinsic to them. And so you ha it has to have meaning aligned with who you are and what is important to you. So interests, meaning, combined together, and that makes your happiness, all right? And look, this, this has nothing to do with external, it's internal. So a lot of times we do things and they don't have a lot of meaning to us. And you know, you know, that's why we procrastinate because if it meant something to us, it'd be first on our list. Make sense? Everybody get that? Okay. How are we doing on time? We're about an hour. Okay. Let me see. Where are we? So just so I can check in with you guys. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll be wrapped up in about 15 minutes. Okay. Real life examples. Julia Child, do you recognize her in the picture? Guess what the thing about Julia is? Did you know that she was a government analyst and she never cooked? She, did, she didn't get married until her mid thirties and her husband was actually a French guy who taught her how to do cooking. So she didn't become a famous chef until she was in her fifties. And in fact, her first cookbook was co-authored with friends at age 49. And guess what? It was rejected by the publisher. So she spent 43 more years following her passion before dying, right before her 92nd birthday. And I just want you to do the math here, right? 43 more years. So we think our life is almost over when we turn 50. But do you know, we're not we really, we can't count the first 21 years, right? Because we're not even really doing much the first 21 years. And so if you think about it, we have a lot more time left than what got us here. So how about you chew on that for a minute? And you certainly don't want to live it 
and mediocre and meh, right? So who's this? Do you recognize this? This is Grandma Moses. I love these two examples. She was a farm wife and mother making, cooking food, you know, canning. Yeah, that's what she did most of her life. And later in life, she started to make needlework pictures and she did quilts. And she, and it just so happened, it was kind of like scenes of farm life because she was on, lived on a farm, right? And then guess what? Divine intervention, she got arthritis and she couldn't do her embroidering anymore. And so she started painting at 76 years old. So if you are less than 76, use Grandma Moses as an example. She painted and you know how famous her paintings are. You can see Grandma Moses painting and you recognize it, right? She lived for 25 more years painting until she died at 101. So don't tell me you don't have any time left. And oh, how the world would have suffered and lost something really wonderful if we didn't have Julia and, and Grandma Moses as women who chose to follow a new passion and that they never, they didn't, they wouldn't give up. And, and you know, it's honestly, it's not like giving up. You give up sometimes on things that are frustrating and are hard, but when you're driven with purpose, it doesn't feel hard. And so they, they, they were pursuing on um, something that felt good, that lit them up, all right? So real life stats. Isn't it interesting how these women live such long lives after their late in life passions. Isn't that interesting? Well, it's not a coincidence, I don't think so, because there's statistics about this. So the Journal of American Medical Association did a study and linked a strong sense of purpose with a lower risk of all-cause mortality after the age of 50. So they followed 7,000 adults over the age of 50, and um, they ass assign life scores based on participants' responses so they could tell whether, you know, through their responses, whether they were living a life of purpose. And then they followed up with them five years later. And they found that people with the lowest life purpose scores were twice as likely to have died than those with the highest scores. And I'm not meant to be like, you know, not meant to present this in a way of like, it is, though, it is something to think about, right? It's a little, makes you a little bit more scared about like continuing the way you are than doing something about it. Um, and so kind of where I was, where I'm more scared of living a life without passion than, than finding, than just like stepping out into the unknown and figuring it out. But yes, a longer life is a great reason to make your purpose your number one priority. And so I have another little bit of stats. So I was referring to this at the beginning of this, um, the presentation is how often have you had thoughts? I know a few of you have said you had these thoughts of wondering, wanting more, wondering what if. And so um, do you think about it frequently or just occasionally? Because believe it or not, four out of five, well, first of all, four out of five Americans believe there is an ultimate purpose and plan to every person's life. So we, we, there's a large percentage of people who believe that, right? Yet 57% of Americans say, and if there's Canadians here, I know I have a lot of Canadian uh, followers, 
then we're, we're a lot alike, so it's probably the same same stat. Say they wonder at least monthly how they can find more meaning and purpose, while twenty one percent say they wonder daily. That's a lot of people who are wondering how to be happier. Uh, and so that's over half the population who hasn't haven't found their purpose. And so I just want to reiterate, if that's you, I was in the same shoes. I, I am proof that you can find it no matter how old you are or how impossible it seems. I was purpose oblivious. So I was lucky that I had this divine intervention. You are so fortunate. You are here. You are making an intention on it. It's going to happen faster if you keep focused on this. I just, I'm telling you, it'll happen for you. All right. So we're just going to finish up with the purpose personalities real quickly. So I, like I said, I have identified six different purpose personalities. Uh, and so I want to go over them now. So these are the personalities of people um, and most of whom struggle to find purpose. Okay. And so I want you to, as I'm reading and, and speaking of them, I want you to see which one you think you are and put it in the comments. Okay. Wait till I finish describing them all. But these could be keeping you in the wondering stage. So there are four elements I've identified that will affect each personality type. Excuse me. They are first, knowledge. You either have the knowledge that purpose exists or you don't have the knowledge. Desire, you either have a desire to find purpose or you don't have the desire. Belief. So you either have the belief of that finding purpose is possible for you or you don't have the belief it's possible. And um, this one is very common. And so I we're going to talk more. We're going to really dig into this, this one tomorrow. Um, and then there's this looking for living from aspect where you're either looking for or living from your purpose or you're not. So you're not looking for living. If you're not, if you're, you're 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 struggling if you're not looking for a living from purpose, right? So there's a, there's these different um, elements, okay? So the personalities, purpose oblivious, and I, I spoke of her. That was me. Has no knowledge that a unique purpose for them exists or is available to them, okay? Purpose resistant has no has knowledge of purpose but believes it's either unhelpful, you know, I, I know it, I, I need it, I need a new love or no, 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 that's not, I need it, I just need a new job. Um, or it's just unavailable to them. Like, you know, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, you know, like when I was resistant, you know, I was like, this thing dropped in my lap and I'm like, ugh, not that, you know? So people are resistant and like, they make themselves unavailable, right? Um, so purpose disheartened. And so this is somebody who has knowledge and desire for a purpose, but has lost it or can't find it. And I have an example I'm going to share in a minute, but, um, can't find it. So believes it's unavailable. So there's this kind of like they, they lost their way. They maybe had it at one time or had a taste of it, but then it kind of went away and they, they can't really connect the dots that that was actually the purpose. So that's kind of what a disheartened person is, uh, personality wise, uh, so, and then there's purpose fearful. This is very common. It has knowledge of and desire for a purpose, but is too scared to pursue it. Yes. 
And then purpose curious is somebody who has knowledge of and desire for a purpose and is actively searching for it. This might be you by the end of the training, right? Um, and so purpose driven has knowledge of and is operating from her true purpose. And so I did this chart because I think it's very helpful to lay it out visually to show like kind of the, the kind of how, you know, it, it, it progresses, you know, it's kind of a progression. Um, it doesn't mean you have to like, it's not, you're going to go in this flow. You can go from oblivious to curious. You don't have to be in each one, but it's just, there's, there's more of the aspects that are turned on um, at the different, uh, for the different personalities in that order. All right. So that is, you might want to go back and revisit this chart, but I'd love to know which purpose personality resonates with you most. Are you on that chart? And honestly, you know, Oblivious, I, you know, I don't, again, think you'd be here if, because I think you have knowledge of it. So you're probably either resistant, disheartened, fearful. Uh, some of you might be a little bit more advanced, curious. Um, all right. And just, I have a couple of examples of my students. Uh, who I'm so proud of that they really dove in with open minds, curious, curiosity, and, and really did the work. But Denise was purpose disheartened. And let me just tell you quickly, she had knowledge and desire of purpose. In fact, she was pursuing the work she loved, but she was not happy. She was a nurse or she is a nurse. The problem is that she wasn't completely aligned in the work. And I see this with the nurses commonly. She, she wasn't aligned in the work she was doing, which made her question her purpose. So she, she didn't like her job. It was not aligned with her, like the values she had. She didn't, it was a job with very little freedom. And her, one of her values is I, I, you know, the structure just did not work for her. So, but her purpose wasn't what was wrong. It's that the job itself wasn't for her. And so the doing that you're of your purpose must be within the container that fits best for you. And that is for you to choose. So many people get in jobs. And this is sometimes where I think um, you get disheartened is you get in a job and you think it's that the thing that you do are doing the nursing and it's not it's like like the nursing could be great and it's so funny because once she opened up to the possibility that something could be different guess what she found her dream nursing job yeah so it's amazing amazing and so kim she was purpose fearful and what happened with kim is she was further along in the purpose game I was like, call it, just call it a game because it's like fun. You're going to win the game, right? But she had knowledge and desire of purpose and she fully believed in her purpose and she was actually dabbling in her purpose. It was a hobby. Um, well, I say a little more than a hobby because she was actually selling books. She's an author. Um, and so she was making money on her books, but she was too afraid to let go of what wasn't her purpose to go all in on what she knew was. And so remember the, the salary thing and so... And this is a big problem we face as humans, fear. And so our logical brain is always reminding us to be careful. To, no, no, don't do that. Don't take that risk because it sees it as, as change as a huge risk. It's a worst case scenario, right? So she was very afraid to go all in on 
her purpose. And so fortunately, she finally let her belief, because if you have a strong belief and conviction and faith, and it's your true purpose, and it's what you came here to do, it actually is over, can overpower your fear. fear. And so now she's purpose-driven, and she's living from a purpose life, and she's writing, she, does a, she has, had, wrote a book series, and she's writing a second book series. And so the thing, too, is I want you to know is she, she was depriving the world of her talent. And I want you to really think about this. And we dismiss our talents. But because she was doing her banking job, she couldn't write more books. She couldn't deliver the, the gift that's in her books. Um, and so it, it held her back. And it held the impact that, that she could make in the world. Very, it made it very limited, right? So wrap up. Okay. So um, you now know why finding purpose is key and lighting that spark that will give you long-term passion, joy, and meaning. You also should have a good idea of the, you know, the four components, like, like block that are blocking you um, based on your purpose pers personality. But intrigue, um, tune in tomorrow because we're going to get into what the two big blocks are um, that are truly invisible and we're gonna we're gonna kind of like shine the light on them so that's what we're gonna do tomorrow tomorrow we're gonna go make the invisible visible so true awakening hopefully you've been awakened a little bit so tell me if you're a little awake now more so than when you uh started this training so we're gonna do a prize drawing so i'm gonna give you some instructions i'm gonna stop sharing my screen okay so let's see here. Stop sharing. So now I'm here. Hello, hello. Um, and so now I can see some of your comments uh, coming through. So I'll, I'll I'll briefly look at those. See if uh, Chris sent me any uh, questions. I don't see that he sent me any questions. Um, all right. So I okay. Get your fingers ready. I'm going to ask you to do something in the comments section all right so i am thinking of a number between one and ten. First person to type number i'm thinking is going to win the prize i know there's a little delay so i'll be looking for your Somebody won. Somebody won. All right. I can't see the name in my stream yard, so I have to look for. All right. My VA is going to tell me who that was. It was it actually the number was three. So you're saying it says Facebook user on my screen. So I can't see who who was who said three first. It says Facebook user. So whoever said Facebook user first, or whoever said three first, Chris can tell me that. So we might have to announce it in the uh, 
let's see. Okay, Chris is gonna tell me. Okay, Yvonne Jones. Yvonne Jones won, and you won. Chris, tell me, did you, can, do you remember what the, the prize was? I'll post the prize in the group. Um, but we have some good prizes for uh, the people. I had to switch computers. So let me see. I can find it in this computer real quick, probably. Uh, but let's not take your time. I will announce on. I will reach out to you. We have your email address. We'll reach out to you to collect your mailing address so we can send you the prize. And I'll post the prize uh, in, the, um, in the Facebook group. So everybody knows what the prize was. Thanks for participating in that. That was fun. Um, all right. So I'm going to ask, I'm going to look at the questions that Chris, Chris said. Chris sent me some questions. Yeah. So uh, Anne, uh, Annie asked, um, what is the difference between your heart's desire of being a therapist or that being your passion helping people so um i'm not sure i really understand but your heart's desire is really the same thing as passion passion comes from the heart so hopefully that answers your question and actually uh, therapy is is just to me um a coach does therapy in a way it's just not licensed you know and so you can ask some of my students. It's kind of like, you know, a good therapy session. But yeah, so it's there, you know, heart's desire and passion are the same thing. And, you know, honestly, helping people, we all help people with our purpose. It, it some is directly like a coach helps some, somebody directly on a, like a one on one um, or a, a group coaching type of uh, situation. But somebody who like creates a, like like a forensic scientist who finds like the blood splatter that leads or the DNA that leads to the person who did the murder. I watch like forensic files, right? That, I mean, that might be working in a lab doing something very solo, but it's making an impact, right? It's helping people. It's helping the family of the victims. It's helping, you know, the world be a better place by getting people off the street, right? So, you know, helping people, you, 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 helping others is kind of like that's like kind of service. We we are we come here to be in service, I believe, um, and so it's just kind of finding out what that service looks like for you that makes you feel lit up. All right, service shouldn't feel like drudgery. Service shouldn't feel like um, I have to do this. It should feel like I get to do this. Okay, Penny asks, is it possible to have two purpose personalities? Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, these are new. I mean, you guys are the first ones who I'm sharing this with. So I'd love to know, like, share um, what you think the two are in the comments, and I'll go back and look and, and see and why you think you have two. But I would say usually it's one because those check boxes um, would be checked and 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 not just and not just uh, both of them. Okay. Uh, and I think uh, that's I think that's all the questions I see for now. Um, but I will go back and look in the comments um, 
after we go off. Uh, and Mar Marlon said she really liked what you share. Enjoyed this. So many comments. Waking up more awake than when we began and less meh. Ooh, yeah, you're going to get way less meh. Today was fantastic. More hopeful. Love it. More awake. Yes. Now you're awake before you're going to go to sleep. Purpose curious. Oh, good. I like that. So glad you're here. Disheartened. Disheartened. I'm very excited to see like how many different personalities we have. Um, oh, I thought doing my art was just a waste of time, Laura. Probably not. Yeah. Isn't that exciting? Yes. Depriving the world. I am so, so excited that you're here, that you had some shifts today, tonight. I want to tell you, I so appreciate you for being here, for taking the time. I know your time is valuable, but I want you to know you are worth it. Spend the time on yourself and you will blossom. All right. We can still blossom at this age. We're not, I'm not ready to wilt. <laughs> all right. So I apologize for a little tech mishap. I'll have things, I'll have my stuff all booted up um, and charged tomorrow. So thank you so much. I, I am tickled pink to be here with you. And thank you so much for being here. All right. Good night. Thank you so much for tuning into the Living Your Spark second half podcast. If you'd like to watch my guest interviews, you can find the video version of this podcast on my Not Your Average Grandma YouTube channel. Also, you can check out what I have going on at the moment by going to my website at notyouraveragegrandma.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at Not Your Average Grandma. If you like this episode, please mention it to a friend and don't forget to leave a review so I know the topics you like best and can bring you more of that content in upcoming episodes. Last but not least, remember to always listen to that inner voice that will never steer you wrong and make living from the most sparked place possible your biggest priority. When we do that, we make the world a better place.